the smiling gentleman right here, very debonair individual in his Cosby sweater, uh, who's the creator of, we actually have visual aids this time, so I'm showing the camera, isn't that just bugged out, uh, of Time Watch. Oh, Johnny got a thing up. So I got it up on Steam. Now I look at the stream. All right, but, uh, well, for, okay, from the mouths of babes themselves, Kevin, first of all, thanks for joining us. Of course, thanks for having me. All right, Kevin Cup, you want to give us a uh, quick breakdown of what is Time Watch? Sure. Okay, so Time Watch is a pen and paper role-playing game where you play effectively time cops from any point in history. You can play a caveman, you can mm. play someone from the far future, what have you. You had me and a time cop just so I can rock that sweet mullet. Like nice. Wait, like I thought I had you at punching dinosaurs in the face. Well, I mean, we'll get there. You had right, me at punching enough. Nazis yeah. in the face. Well, that I, was, you bought me. There's a lot of possibility. Okay. Hey, so, babe, baby, baby. I got, I got two fists, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. So, point is, you're a time cop. Your job is to fix history when someone else screws it up. <laughs> so, somebody else sabotages some kind of historical event. In order to make history go to what they want it to be, your job is to figure out what happened, work your way back or work your way forward, and fix it so everything snaps back into place. All right. Okay. Pretty simple. Pretty same forward. I played this game. It is not that simple. <laughs> not that straightforward. <laughs> this is the most involved. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm having a blast. But it is involved. It is deep. All right. The characters are dope, by the way. I'm not sure if it's all prefab because you can create your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I myself am... <clears throat> I myself am playing as Murdoch, the 1940s uh, uh, detective. You know, and, and, okay. Yeah, yeah. Chain smoking all my way through, talking like this, sweetheart. And I got my, I got my six shooter, and I'm ready to kick some bootay across time. <laughs> and I, I've been having a blast. What I like about it is it's really freeform. Yeah. Like I've been playing D and D, and it's uh, you know a structured set of rules. This has its own structured set of rules, but everything's malleable. Like instead of um, I'm going on this mission. I can only do this. I can choose what I want, and down the line, I can also roll to see, uh, you know, what else I can introduce to gameplay. I'm, I'm trying to be in, I'm speaking obtuse terms. I'm not sure how much you want to. No, well, actually, let, um, let me point out my favorite divulge. rule of the game. So yeah. you're a ti- you're a time traveler, right? Yeah. Which means that you can use time travel to your advantage. It's mm-hmm. sort of the Bill and Ted thing. Yeah. So let's say totally. someone to- exactly. Okay. So someone's taking you captive. They've got you tied up, or you're sitting in a chair. They've taken away your weapons. You can say, screw this. Tomorrow, I'm going to go back in time and duct tape a pistol underneath the table. Yeah. And as long as you haven't looked under the table, you make your roll, you reach under the table, you pull out the pistol, you shoot the person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, same sort of thing. You're in a burning building. You can't find an exit. You say, tomorrow, I'm going to go back in time and change the blueprint so that I can find a way out. You crawl into the next room. There's a fire exit there. Yeah. Spend your points. Totally works. All right. See, now, that's, that's the level of depth I actually haven't thought of. And that's what I like, the fact that... As, as as outlandish as you can think, the game allows you to go more, like, you know, left field with it. That's awesome. All right. So now this was available through Kickstarter. And um, I do believe you've achieved the goal. Uh, uh, and a little, I got a little, got a little beyond that. Am I correct? Yeah. So we kickstarted this a couple years ago. Um, it's published by a company called Pelgrane Press, who's over in London. Uh, and they're fantastic. Uh, they own the the basic rule set that the game is written around. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, I partnered with them, uh, used their rule set in order to write it. We were when we kickstarted it, we didn't actually ask for that much. We ended up clearing six figures, so mm-hmm. we were incredibly lucky, uh, and people were incredibly kind to us. Um, and then, unfortunately, what that meant is we added about two hundred thousand words to the actual game design. So that it took an awful lot of time to actually finish it up, but I like the final results. All right, cool. Well, you say that's the bad thing almost, man. Yeah. I, like, I like the fact that, you know, it's like, okay, well, we plan to release a pamphlet. We have funds. Okay, let's make this thing thorough. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Bro, no, seriously, I'm like, you say, t- you say pen and paper RPG. First thing that comes to mind is like three kids got together in their basement. It's raining outside, and the bullies are like, you got to come out, you know. So they grab a notebook. 
and a pencil and they sit there. Okay, I want to be a wizard. You can't be a wizard. I want to be a wizard. Okay, fine. I want to be an orc. You can't be an orc. I want to be an orc now. But you're already a wizard. I want to be an orc wizard. And then you want to punch him in the face. This is not that. Okay, this is. Well, I'm, I'm saying see, there's a stigma that goes along with the concept of RPG, uh, tabletop RPG, pen and paper RPG. Good I like. I like it, man. I haven't played one in um, ever, but I'm I grew up on that. Man, I'm making a point. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. you know. Okay, okay. Imagine. Okay, I, I work in a proper company by day. I don't do this. I shoulder out of a van and then you know vend it. <laughs> um, but when I'm uh, in, my, in my on my lunch break there, uh, I play uh, like RPGs with coworkers. You know, start uh-huh. start off with Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. At a proper company, mm-hmm. these, this is these. This is my adult life, people. You know, and now, and we played D and D for a while. We started playing uh, Time Watch. All right, you know, like, oh, this okay. Is, yeah, this is, these are things that people can do and have fun with, and mm-hmm. jump in. You learn the game fairly quick. Um, I'm sorry. This is this is probably this is supposed to be an interview, and I'm just kind of like. Nah, all right, good. all right. So, Kevin, what kind of returns are you seeing from uh, from? from <laughs> <laughs> well, no, seriously, like this uh, uh, game has apparently like taken off like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. You know, I I heard about it. And that same day, I heard like how many people were obsessed with it. I mentioned Time Walks to to my friends who actually play games, and like, oh yeah, dude, I gave him that Kickstarter it was great. I'm like, damn, okay, cool, way to you know play it close to the chest. Tell me about it. Um, like, how have you gotten a, a huge response from fans? So we, um, I think we had about two thousand, roughly, more or less, people in the Kickstarter itself, and mm-hmm. it's been selling it's been selling steadily since then. I mean. Right now, there are a whole bunch of time travel TV shows out there. Yeah. That probably can't hurt. You could totally duplicate the TV show Timeless with this. You could duplicate Travelers. Uh, there's, uh, it's designed so that you could pretty much hack it into any time travel movie or television show you want it to be in. Nice. Well, that, I think that, that helps a little bit. What well, was that? A lot of that the inspiration uh, for uh, Time Watch and the established storylines in there? Yeah, you know. Um, when I wrote it, I didn't want something that was just like, oh, you have to play this one thing. Like, you have to play a time cop. Mm-hmm. Screw that, right? So there's a horror version of it. So you can uh, uh, you can be fighting these supernatural horrors that live outside the time stream and mm-hmm. break their way in. Uh, there's a version that lets you duplicate Quantum Leap. There's a version that's clearly not Doctor Who because there's a really good Doctor Who game out there already. Mm-hmm. But if you want to play something similar, we can do that. Okay, um, right. There's uh, there's probably there's one where you play people who are just beginning to invent time travel, um, mm. all sorts of different ways that you can play depending on what you happen to find fun. Nice. Yeah. Nice. One of the things that's kind of neat. The uh, I'll give you a ex- quick example of how a game might run. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So if you uh, there's some spoilers in this by the way for the adventure Hatchet and Axe. So if you're going to play that, jump forward three minutes. Okay. So in that adventure, you're in. Uh, uh, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, and you find out that Earth has been turned into a radioactive hellhole. Because, and you go back in time to figure out why. It turns out that the, yeah. President Nixon screws up negotiations with Khrushchev. Oh, and so somebody far, says, sounds legit, yeah, historical, Nixon, historically accurate. What happened to Kennedy? Like, the, Nixon's the, not supposed to be credited. That's what right. I was like, huh? Exactly. Right. Don't, so, don't you, up. so okay. you go track, you go back in time, you track down what happened to Jack Kennedy. He's uh-huh. a barber in South Boston. Wow. And the reason he's a barber in South he Boston lost the election. is no, no, no. He never got into politics because his dad didn't have enough money to send him to private school or to college. Oh. And the reason his dad didn't have enough money to send him to private because school or college. President Woodrow Wilson stamped out organized crime. Well, no. <laughs> kind of. It's because, um, uh, according to, 
uh, apparently, uh, at least some people think, that Joe Kennedy made his initial fortune before he invested in Hollywood by bootlegging during Prohibition. Oh, absolutely. And the bad guys oh, oh my, have gone just, back. Did I just like, step on your with, with, like, actual... No, like, no. It's oh, okay. yeah. But the bad guys stopped Prohibition from ever happening. All this ripples forward to get oh. nuclear war, uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. So you got to go back to 1899 and stop... Uh, and stop a uh, pretty prominent uh, person in Prohibition from ever, uh, ever pushing things that way. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I love the sound of that. One thing I've always loved is like Elseworld stories, too. Yeah. We've talked about this, actually. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my obsession with like the, um, like the uh, what is it, the uh, Stan Lee creates, like the, uh, recreates the DC Universe books. Oh, sure. Yep. Yeah, things like that. And uh, like this is right up my alley. I will say though, uh, as someone who's new to ta- <clears throat> new to tabletop RPGs, I'm very happy I had someone who's established in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Johnny, you are you you're old school yourself, but you're yep. pretty silent here, man. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, I never played this game before, but I did hear about it. Actually, what you said, there were people that are excited. I heard about it through a friend that also did tabletop RPGs, uh, and they sort of talked about this game and what it was, and them explaining it was like weird like i didn't grasp the fact that you could just succeed at things mm-hmm. uh and then i read through the first probably about 50 pages today i was like speed reading through it and i'm reading like uh the the mechanics of the game that are in there and how there's really just two main skill sets the investigation skills and the general's uh uh, skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I said it right. Skills? Yeah. 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 Uh, um, and like, as long like, as you have uh, a point into your investigation ones, you will always succeed at it. You know the way to think about it? Think about it like, remember the X-Files? There's the yes. X-Files? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. When Agent Scully does an autopsy, she's mm-hmm. never going to miss the clue because she rolls badly. If yeah. she does an autopsy, if there's a clue, she's going to find it. Mm-hmm. Works the same way. Yeah. So and, if, I'm, if I'm just that gangster, you know, and I roll, oh, he missed the shot. It's like, no, I didn't. I spend like four points, and then suddenly I miss the shot, or did I? It ricochets off three walls, goes through a ring in the back, creates a puff of smoke, and it looks badass, and then through the guy's head, through the back of the head there, because, you know, I'm that nice. Actually, you can, so from what I read, you can actually make something like that happen, something that's as interesting and badass as what you just described, by dumping more points into your skill. No, totally. That's that's, 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 the way to think about how it happens, just like in real life. If, you know what it's, like? it's like the TV show Leverage, or basically mm-hmm. it's, it, is, it is competent people doing their job competently. We refer to it as competence porn, right? You're not yeah. – you play Dungeons and Dragons, you start playing D&D, you kind of suck, right? You just don't yeah. – you miss half the time, right? In this game, when you really need to hit, there's mechanics to help you do that. Yeah, yeah. and it, it also it uh, – I didn't get too far in, but it seems like it's promoting you from being clever with what you're doing, with with the actions you're doing, and it rewards you, as long as you have, I guess, a, a good GM, it'll reward you with perks and bonuses at the end of the mission, as long as what you did during that mission was awesome. That's what it seemed like yeah, to me. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a cool, um, a cool like, mechanic that's in there, too. I won't, well, I'll let you talk about it, but I just I, I dug the crap out of this. Yeah, this is actually one of the the, the basic game, game system that this is based on the points, you don't get points back, generally speaking, during a mission, which means you kind of get crappier as you go along, and that's because it was designed for horror. This is designed for action, right? You're not, if you're going to punch a dinosaur in the face, you want to be able to do that. So um, the, uh, if you do something awesome, other people throw poker chips at you that you can then use to, make your, to refresh your abilities and do more awesome stuff. And that's completely up to the player. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not like built in any specific like structure. It's just like, yo, you did something ill, man. Here's a token. I thought that was, you know, that made the game more fun for all of us. 
That's awesome. I I think the biggest thing that... uh, So anyone out there that is familiar with tabletop games, I I guess the best way to describe how uh, easy this one is to get into, and like I said, I was speed reading through, and I already had like a decent grasp for how it works. Mm -hmm. One dice. It's a D6. That's all you need. One D6. You can get that anywhere. I'll I'll be honest. I don't have a lot of patience for games where I have to keep looking up rules. So I only write stuff where I can keep all the rules in my head. (laughs) Nice. I'm not going to lie, man. That was one of the things that bugged me about D&D, too. It's like I played the uh, – I played. I was pretty much the tank character, which doesn't do much but hit hard, which I love because I've got this whole big-ass bag of dice, and I'm rolling, okay, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And I had no patience for spells and things. All I wanted was to throw as many down as I can and get the numbers. This game eliminates that. It's just one big commercial, damn. It was supposed to be, <laughs> to be an interview. Um, all I'll say is I like that mechanic. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, so hearing about, I guess, some of the inspiration behind that, I'm guessing you kind of feel like Pat, how just going through all these sort of like Nazi rules of of other RPGs where you have to like really, you have typically like one or two people that absolutely know the rules. And the moment you try doing something clever, they're like, no, 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 no you got to roll this rule. Forget, <laughs> forget about you do that finger. You give them like, I don't even want to play no more. Yeah, forget mm-hmm. about looking up the rule set for like initiating a grapple. Like forget about it. It <laughs> starts going crazy. Oh, those good old days. Uh, and don't get me wrong. Right. I love all sorts of games and I played, I had a D and D campaign that lasted 16 years. Right. Wow. So, um, mm. so I love all sorts of stuff, but for this, hope you won. If saying. it's, if it's a time travel game, you kind of want it to be high action, right? You want cyborgs and laser beams and dinosaurs and that sort of stuff. Yep. And for that, you need something light and fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of like the sea. Um, uh, since Str- uh, since uh, Stranger Things was so heavily based in D&D, let's see season two heavily based in Time Watch. Mm. And they, like, travel back to the future. And there's, like, you know, riding Hitler like, you know, a, a horse. Like, <laughs> I, so I have a question for you. Uh, reading reading through this, it seems like the story writing and the world building becomes that much more difficult uh, to do because you have – because dealing with time in a storyline can be pretty daunting uh, because there, there can be instances where you kind of create plot holes – like, uh, what was that movie? Interstellar. That had a major plot hole because of time travel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, w- once you realize that there is this big plot hole, it kind of ruins the experience. So I'm, I'm just wondering for this uh, Time Watch thing, uh, do you find it at all to be difficult for uh, a game master to sort of come up with their own campaign? I mean, I, what I saw there, it seems like there's a lot of different campaigns they can go through, but... How difficult do you do you think it would be for a game master to just come up with their own campaign? Pretty easy, all things considered. What you describe, which I usually describe as paradox, like you think yep. of the end of Back to the Future when Michael J. Fox starts to disappear, mm-hmm. all that's built <laughs> into the game. Yep. So basically, um, there's things that you can do that end up causing paradox. Um, as you start to, you have basically your willpower keeps you anchored in the time stream. That starts to erode, you start to vanish. And if you um, drop below zero in that, you start to fade, like literally fade away. Mm-hmm. You drop below negative six, and time decides that you're incredibly irritating and turns you into <laughs> another person, and your friends have to track you down what happened to you. And if you drop before negative 12, you don't exist. You never existed. Everyone has to redo every mission that you've ever been on, and they're incredibly annoyed at you, but they don't remember who to blame. Um, oh, wow. Uh, but the, uh, so, so basically, if you go back and kill somebody's um, grandfather or something like that, there's mechanics in the game that just make that totally seamless. 
what I found is, I'll tell you what makes this game easy to run, Wikipedia. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Um, it would be incredibly hard to run this without quick online resources. But I can come up with a pretty good game plot in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, like half an hour tops. Mm-hmm. If I'm spending more than 20 minutes on it, I'm trying too hard. So it's not that bad. We had a uh, game not that long ago where one of the bad guys, and there's a bunch of bad guys in the game. There's sentient cockroaches from the far future. Okay, gross. Um, there are um, psychic dinosaurs from an alternate reality where the meteor never hit the Earth who are huh. really irritated that humankind reset things. Uh, one of the bad guys <laughs> I like is, this is vermin. What's that about? Yeah, one of the bad guys <laughs> is a sentient language. So it's a language that's self-aware that wants to be learned and wants to be spoken. And But when you learn too much and it colonizes you and turns you into a giant hive mind. Jeez. And uh, in that adventure, the uh, the heroes find out that someone accidentally infected Taylor Swift with that right before Shake It Off came out. And so overnight, pretty much half the world is infected. So, you know, I didn't need a lot of work to come up with that plot. Let's be honest. That was five minutes on Wikipedia and trolling for a couple photographs. Like, that was it. So, uh, I mean, most of the time I spent was trying to find Shake It Off on YouTube so I could play it for people. Um, so anyways, it's if you want to do this hardcore historical thing, you can do that, and there's a lot of good resources for that, but you don't have to. Kevin Culp admitting he's a closet Taylor Swift fan. We've outed you, sir. (laughs) Closet. No, that was just an excuse. That was that was just an excuse to play your favorite song for you. It's like, okay, look, you know, I wanna I wanna give you details about the game I made. Sure, here, play play this video. I'm just gonna be in the back like this. (laughs) All right, so Kevin Culp, creator of Time Watch, you want to give our listeners, anyone who's surprisingly not in the know, how they can get down with Time Watch. Absolutely. So this is published by a company called Pelgrane Press, and you can head over to pelgranepress.com. That's P-E-L-G-R-A-N-E, press.com, uh, slash timewatch, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can track it down there. You have it digitally in PDF. They've got the hard covers. The book's pretty gorgeous. Full cover. Yeah, no kidding. Full right? color, about 390 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. the, uh, there's I can show our Twitch audience. Uh, I'm sorry to control. I can show our yeah. Twitch audience. The listeners on EMF uh, Radio, you better get up on that. Yeah, yeah there's about uh, 300,000 words in that. Lots of different uh, ways to play. And uh, and they will send it to you. Cool. You can also, but before anything else, check your local game store because if they have it, that's where to buy it. Indeed, the game is Time Watch. You can look it up at your local game store or go to pellgreenpress.com. Or you can actually uh, probably track down uh, Kevin on yeah. Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Kevin Culp uh, or at, at Time Watch RPG. All right. All right. So, Kevin, thank you very much. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks.